Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, it's Greg Harrelson here coming at you uh, with another training, learning, coaching uh, conversation I just wanted to have with some of the great agents uh, in our uh, in our real estate offices. Of course, I'm um, with Century 21, the Harrelson Group in Myrtle Beach, as well as Century 21 Expert Advisors in Charleston, South Carolina. And then we've got some great operations in Columbia also. And I wanted to feature a few of our agents that are doing some great business but the common thing about the few guests that I have today is they're all really, really new in the business. And if you look at them on video, you can tell that they're a little bit younger when it comes to the average age of uh, real estate professionals across the country. So I think this is uh, you know, something that's going to be packed full of great information. We're kind of calling it the Young Gun Panel. Um, so Brendan, why don't you just introduce everybody? and maybe ask them a few preliminary questions about their production so the audience will get an idea of um, where they are. And then we'll just start chiming in and have a good dialogue and see if we can deliver some value to um, you know, other agents that are wanting to build big businesses for themselves. Yep, for sure, I appreciate it, Greg. Yep, so we have, um, like Greg said, we got three great agents. We got Thomas O'Malley, Century 21, the Harrelson Group. We've got Hunter Baden with Century 21, the Harrelson Group, and also Anthony Velasquez. So let's just go, Starting in that order from kind of top and going um, clockwise there. Thomas, just give us a brief introduction on time in business and uh, maybe what you did beforehand in uh, production. Yeah, well, my name is Thomas O'Malley, as Brendan said. Um, I've been in the business since I was 18. I dropped out of college to come into the business. Last year in 2018 was my first full year in the business. Closed just under 20 deals with 19. Uh, this year, I'm currently at 15 deals, four of them on the buyer, 11 on the listing side. Um, have 25 listings taken this year and 19 active right now. Awesome. Awesome. Hunter? Good. Yeah, Hunter Baden. I'm originally from the area, so that's kind of how we got into the business, just seeing all the growth and everything as far as development going on and wanted to kind of get my two cents in that and also be able to make an impact on that. And um, about the ninth month in the business, six months now with the Harrelson Group. I um, did three months with another company and then moved right into Harrelson Group and really got the ball rolling. Um, to date, year to date, taking 44 listings. Um, we've got seven that we have sold and closed out currently year to date. And then also we've got about seven pending, six or seven pending right now. Um, so that's kind of where we stand production wise. And obviously just now getting the ball rolling on things in the last couple of months. So I look forward to continuing that the rest of the year and on to the future. Awesome. Great. Yep. Anthony. Awesome. My name's Anthony. Uh, I was, I was going to say my introduction, uh, but I'm with the Harrelson group. Um, been, <laughs> been working with the company now for about a year and a half. I started at the beginning of last year, full time on a team under a great partner, uh, worked with the company as well. Um, I wanted to pursue that because I just felt like I was too new. I just wanted to learn, uh, how to have a little bit of guidance. So this year, January 1st, Started on my own from zero. Um, so far, I have about 20 deals under my belt. 16 of them are personal from the listings and the buyers that I've got this year. Four of them were from the uh, listings that I took while I was on the, on the, on the team with uh, Scott Weaver. 
last year. So, I mean, looking to learn a little bit more uh, about what everybody's doing right here on this panel. That way, if I can implement something, uh, that would be great. Cool. Uh, real quick, uh, Thomas, you're how old now? Are you 20 now? I am 20. I'll turn 21 in October. Okay. Hunter, how old are you? 21. 21 now. 21. And Anthony, you're the OG on this call, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how old are you? 24? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's impressive. Go ahead, Brendan. I just wanted to make sure that we put this all in perspective. Um, this is going to be a fun conversation, by the way. This is going to be a great one. Uh, the perspective but, I get, just to, just to jump in, the perspective I get is these could all be our kids. Every one of these. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just, re I just remembered Morgan's 25. And not wow, a strike. I've got a, oh, wow. That, yeah, no, no doubt. I've got kids older than you guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I wasn't wanting to look at that perspective, but yeah, go ahead. It just kind of hit me. So, um, okay, good. So the, one of the things I, I would, I guess I want to point out is you guys are, there's no doubt. I, I know Greg knows, but I think it's important for everybody else to know that you guys are all for sure in a momentum stage. You guys are not like in a business declining or like kind of gotten, um, you know, you're slowing down. You guys are definitely in momentum stage because of what you focused on up to this point. So, um, one of the things that I want to kind of get out right away, because this is, this is one of the, I think it seems surprising to a lot of people the production that you've done with your time in business but also the fact that you're fairly young in the business world too clearly there's a lot of discipline that you guys bring to the business you guys all have shown that so where does that come from like where did you where did you generate that that discipline to be able to go and start doing what you need to do to grow your business like you have up to this point and we can, you know, whoever wants to jump in on these, we might get, uh, you know, one or two of you on one and, and um, somebody doesn't answer the other one. It's okay. Just want to get everybody's kind of input on that. Well, me personally, a lot of my discipline came from playing sports in high school. Uh, that taught me like a good foundation for what I need to do. And then once I came here, I saw the results that came from other people who were disciplined and just saw the people who were in there every single day and the results that they got. So that kind of is what motivated me to apply that discipline in my business as well. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Thomas. You know, that's the same kind of background with myself as well. Um, and I think that being around, you know, us being so young as we are, I think that it's kind of motivation and kind of, you know, keeping each other accountable. And I'm um, also, you know, kind of bounce back on and having a sports background and having coaches and, and teammates to keep track of and um, hold accountable um, from a sports background. I think that's where the discipline really comes in. You know, you got game day, you've got a practice leading up, you've got to practice weeks leading up. And then you perform, which in our case, it's an appointment or a client. So we have to make sure that we're disciplined on, on ourselves during the process so that we can actually perform when needed on game day or on an appointment. So that's kind of where I think that the sports background will really go hand in hand um, with the discipline aspect of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I played a few sports. I did cross country, which was, uh, I think it was, uh, it was, it was tough uh, doing cross country. That I feel like took a lot of discipline out of me, uh, showing up for practice and and you know doing uh, doing those power uh, mile runs for speed, and then having to do those long runs just for uh, stamina. Um, it is a little bit different in here, but we have we have the work that we have to do, and we have to come in every day. And you know, like Greg says all the time, every day we wake up, we start at zero, so we got to go hunt. Another big part of my discipline, I think, would be um, just continuing college, uh, my server job. 
which uh, that's what I was doing before I came into real estate. And it's either, you know, at that point, I put myself in a position to either sink or swim. Uh, and I, I had the conversation with Greg prior to making those big decisions. And, you know, I saw his belief in, in me and I don't think I had too much belief in myself. But that really encouraged me to, you know, take that leap of faith and um, grind it out. You know, it, it's I, I can't help. I'm just going to have to bring this conversation up because um, if I don't, it's a distraction because I keep thinking about it. So I might as well just bring it out to the audience. You know, Brendan, I'm, I, I can remember some of the first conversations I had with these guys. Like, like, let's just choose Thomas for a minute. Like, literally, I'm meeting with Thomas and he's asking. And he, met, he asked you too, Brendan. Mm -hmm. He asked, should I quit college and go into real estate? And now he's 18 years old. Should I quit college and go into real estate? And, you know, I'm pretty quick to answer questions. Like you could, it, it's hard to stump me. But I will tell you, that one like, it, it stumped me temporarily because I realized how important my answer was going to be. You know, it's like, should you quit? Like, I'm not sure exactly what I would tell my own kid. Um, but here I am, you know, being, um, you know, uh, stared at and looked at. And somebody is, and you're, Thomas, you're sincerely asking me that question. And, um, of course, I have had other people come into the business that had done that. And they were successful. So we did have some track record. But it really put a burden on us, the company. Um, in a positive way. It, I shouldn't say a burden. It, it, it added another layer of accountability for the company because we felt like we were part of your decision and we needed to make sure that you didn't fail because failing really meant a lot, right? You, you, you really went all in on this business in the, in the sense that you're like, I'm going to go this direction versus this direction that everyone thinks that I should go in, you know? Um, you know, with, with Hunter, it was a little bit different because you were in the business a little bit, but it was just so evident. And I think you can even pick up on this video. The audience can pick up your, your conviction and like they could, they're probably going to assume that you're very disciplined just in the way that you communicate. Right. And so I just remember everything was like, you ask good questions and there was never a question on whether or not you were going to do whatever we shared with you or whatever we taught you to do. And I, I can just remember those times where you were in the office early and I'm sitting here in my, 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 my call station and all these other people are in this call station, their call stations. And here you are practicing your script, like literally role playing moving. <laughs> and we're all like at people in the room are sitting here. It's like, is he talking to somebody? Because he had his headset on, he had his scripts in front of him. He wasn't talking to anybody. He spent hours for, I mean, two months. I yeah. think you could sit there role playing yeah. for a couple hours a day for a few months. I was, I was yeah. blown away. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, I mean, look at your production, right? And then Anthony, yeah. I remember us first talking, and we really got into some fairly deep personal conversations. You know, I, I know that you, um, you're Hispanic and we had conversations about like you visualizing maybe, um, you know, being a role model for other young Hispanic men, you know, in the market and influence them and let them know what's possible. 
you know, those are the types of conversations I had with these guys, right? So they were, you know, uh, there's been a lot of other conversations. L believe me, they've done a lot of things incorrect. Um, they've had their failures. That's just part of the process. Thank goodness that they're not perfect. But it's just interesting. I just thought it'd be neat to know, like, those are the first conversations I ever had with these guys. And, and, and I'm not shocked at any level that they are where they are in their business based on those first conversations. So yeah. Yeah. And the, the other thing too, is that it, Anthony alluded to it. There's times, no doubt for every one of them that they didn't feel as confident as they maybe wanted to, or they felt like, Oh man, is this going to work? And there's going to probably be another time where they're, they lose part of that. But I'm telling you, there's every, each one of them, when they showed up, they brought a different air to the job. When they, when they showed up, there's, no doubt that they were they were not looking at this as like failure as an option because they just right. came in and, and they delivered um, what they said they were going to do. So, Brennan, just to touch on that, I mean, I like that you said failure is not an option, and that and that's the truth. I think that's the truth for all three of us. Um, you know, being, not having an educational background as far as college goes. Um, when we came into this business, uh, you know, we looked at Greg and, and Brendan and all the top agents. That was kind of at least for me. That was my life. You know, at that point, you know, six months ago, seven months ago, there was not a whole lot of light. The only thing that I knew really was that I'm going to make it happen. You know, and that's where I saw the, the model and the system. And I'm sure we're going to dive into that later on in the call was, you know, that's the opportunity. Here's the light. Let's chase it. And I, unfortunately, I had um, Thomas and Anthony and, and the other top producers as examples to show, hey, just follow it. Keep your head down. And, um, you know, what, what's going to happen is meant to happen if you just follow, follow things correctly. And um, that's what I really, really bought into the system and, um, you know, trying to face that light, put it that way. Good, good. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about um, what does give people some idea. They've seen the results. They've gotten to know you a little bit. Now let's talk about what's your day look like. So when you come in and you start your day, you wake up in the morning, what, what's your routine? Because clearly there is one, whoever wants to start. We'll start with you, Anthony. We'll go in the back backwards. Um, so I, I've been doing this for about two and a half months now, three months. Uh, it's something that Greg's always been talking about. It's more of a you know that 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 uh, that routine, that that morning ritual um, about waking up early, going to the gym, you know, get your blood flowing, um, organize yourself, feel accomplished before you get to the office. Um, you know, by leave home by seven get to the office around 7.30, 7.35. Hopefully if, uh, you know, somebody is on, on the call role play while you're in the car driving and usually while I'm here, then I start getting my papers organized. I sit right beside of Greg. So one day he was telling me, man, what are you doing? You gotta get organized. Um, but by eight, we're already prospecting, eight to 11. And um, usually try to stick with some FISBOs from eight to 8.30 and then start cold calling people. Um, from 8.30 and, and beyond. I'm starting to dig a little bit in the uh, old expireds, uh, get my feet wet with that. And, um, you know, from, from 11 and on, whatever emails and appointments that we have set, just go on those and then launch. And then prospect whenever we're back in the office, you know, four, five, or six, if we don't have any appointments by then too. Okay, good. Hunter, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, so, so pretty similar. Um, obviously, wake up, try to wake up early, get some exercise in, um, get the blood flowing, get the brain activated, 
And I'm, of course, getting to the office, you know, ahead of eight o'clock, um, enough time to kind of get things organized. And I'm pulling our numbers for the day and make sure that we've got everything lined up for the day at least. And then, of course, from eight to 11, we're just hardcore prospecting, calling, um, emailing, doing whatever, whatever we have to do to reach out to future business. And then, of course, after 11, it's, you know, run CMAs, get together things for appointments, paperwork, documents, maybe make a few other extra phone calls as far as follow up. And then probably by 12 o'clock, I'm usually out of the office personally, and I'm going on appointments from Little River to Merle's Inlet back and forth, and then usually try to get back at the office around four to five and um, finish up some paperwork, make some extra phone calls, and then usually might prospect, of course, in the evening from usually five to eight, um, try to make some more call contacts and get more business. So usually about eight to eight every day. O'Malley, I mean, my schedule's pretty similar. Uh, as both of you guys know, I'm in the gym pretty much every morning with you guys, uh, working out 5 a.m. Uh, try to be in the office by 7.15 the latest, uh, role play by 7.30, prospect 8 to 11, and then appointments after that, night prospecting if I don't have any night appointments. Awesome. So one thing that, uh, that for anybody that is looking at that and going, wow, like is, is there a correlation between what they're doing and their results? Let me yes. show you what the correlation is. When you guys started, you didn't know anything. You didn't know the conversations, you're learning it, and you're building your skills. So you started with a schedule where it was very, very contact heavy because you didn't have anything else to do. Like you didn't have appointments going, you didn't have listings, you didn't have contracts to negotiate. You're trying to get that. So all of those contacts that you made from 8 to 11, and I know Hunter and, and Anthony and Thomas, when you guys didn't have appointments, you're in here from like literally 8 to 8 calling and making contacts. Your skills, your, your learning curve, was shortened so much in that period of time that now you have other things that you're doing during the day, but you have shortened the learning curve incredibly to where now you're much more effective than a lot of times people that have been in the business for, you know, three, four, five years, because they just haven't had as many conversations in years as you guys have in 12 to 18 months. And the other thing I think that's really, really critical is all through that process, you're starting to build your database. So there's no doubt you guys in the contacts that you were making when you didn't, you know, you weren't that effective on the phone, but you're throwing them in the database. Those contacts at some point are going to turn around and you're going to look and you're going to go back and see, man, I talked to that person like six months into the business and now they're calling me because I've been dripping them on, on them for this long and you're getting paid in the future for something you did way back in the past. I think those are, those are two critical bonuses that I think people really need to understand about how your day looks and the results that you get from it. Yeah. Let me chime in on that because I mean, I wrote this down too. I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, Brendan, I, I just said, notice the similarity in their habits and their routines and notice the similarity in their production and how fast they got traction in the industry. Like that is not a fluke. We've got three individuals that work their own business they're not teams they're their own agents you know and they they're getting similar results but they follow the same routine so just that is not a flu the other thing i wanted to bring up is like to to kind of describe what you, uh, another part of what you said was um or let me ask this question uh thomas when you first started how many contacts were you making per day at least 60 that was my minimum for the longest time ever Hunter? Yeah, at least 85. Many days over 100. <laughs> Anthony? 
22. No, just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, when we started, it was it was honestly since we got into the office from eight to eight, we would take thirty minute breaks. I mean, we were I was dead broke, man. Uh, whatever I had saved up from serving, like either I had to get a deal in the next couple of months, or I was going to run out of money. So it was make contacts until you found something they wanted to sell. So, so about so, how many do you think it would have been in the beginning stages? What do you think it would have been? In the 80s. 80s. Yeah. Okay. yeah so, 70s, 80s. Yeah. So, you know, that's a critical part of this, right? Because, like, let's just think <clears> for a minute that, um, and, and, and why, besides you were broke, besides you needed business, why, what do you think the advantages are for making that many contacts early on in your, in your career? What, what advantage did that give you? Oh, like Brendan said, building a database, you know, having those emails from people. Um, and then that gave us something else while we were pursuing maybe three months in the future after doing all those contacts, we were making new contacts. We were doing follow-up calls also from our old database, touching base with people that we started uh, when we started in the business. And then they were turning into different leads. I mean, C leads turning into A leads, um, yeah. looking, looking to sell in the future too, in the near future. Yeah, so building the data. I want to add something. Yeah, please. Yeah, I want, to, I want each one of you to answer that question. Yeah, another thing is that Anthony missed his skills. Like, you have 60 contacts every single day, you're going to learn a thing or two. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to yeah. learn how to have that conversation very effectively. Yeah. So, as your skills get better, you need to make less contacts to set an appointment and then ultimately to get a listing as well. Yeah. So, I think the skills is a huge part of it as well. What about you, Hunter? Would you add anything to that? Those are two good ones, I know. Yeah, skills definitely, but what I was thinking is personalities. You know, you're talking, not only are you developing skills and expressing those skills, but the amount and the different personalities that you're going to talk to, because no 60, you make 60 contacts in a day, you're going to have 60 different stories, you're going to have 60, 60 different personalities, so you get the skills, you get the terminology to use, but then you have to apply it in a way that it will you know, stick and resonate with 60 different kind of, kind of backgrounds or kind of stories. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I found, be flexible and um, understand everybody's story. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, we, got, we got massive repetition, you know, build your skills, just like it builds a muscle, right? It builds a skill. Uh, we've got versatility. You know, you start talking to so many people, then you're, you're able to become, your, your versatility increases. So you're able to kind of alter your communication based on the other person's personality, which will help you in the sales uh, process. And then you've got, you know, um, the building of the database and, 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 and understanding that, that a lot of your business today is coming from those calls that you made initially but when you were making those calls initially, you didn't really know that that was going to happen. You probably had faith that what we were telling you was going to come true, but you, you, it was nothing more than faith, right? Because you didn't have any evidence at the moment. So um, I kind of relate to you know, uh, that to like, let's just assume that the contacts were free throws and we were trying to get better at basketball. And, and, and like you had one basketball player that's picked up the basketball for the first time and they shoot 60 free throws to 80 free throws a day in practice versus the other person who's um, wanting to grow their business. And they're only maybe shooting four or five, you know, per day. Let's just say that you shot 80 a day and somebody else only shot eight today um, that, or eight a day. That means you're, you're actually doing 10 times the amount of practice. It's not a miracle. It's not like 
it's not surprising that you would grow your business much faster. So it's not that, you know, and I, I, what is special about you three is the work that you put in, which by the way, we could have a hundred people, if they would be willing to put in that work, they would probably be getting great results, right? I, I'm not trying to diminish how special you are, but one of the most special things about you is your work ethic, which is very rare to find, period. So go on, Brendan. I'm sorry. I keep Ca cause and effect. That's what it is. Yes. Cause and yes. Effect. yes. Okay. So um, what's the one thing, because significant amount of success between you guys, but you're all in growth mode and you're all, I think, pretty self-aware. None of you guys walk around the office like this wasn't something you're saying, hey, put me on and mm -hmm. let me tell this stuff. You guys are very, very humble in my opinion. So what's the one thing though that you know you need to work on to grow your business? Because none of you are happy or satisfied with where you're at right now. What's the one thing right now that you see you need to do in order to get to the next level where you want to be? And we'll start I'd in the middle. I'd say for me, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I'd say for me, it'd be efficiency because when you start out putting in maximum amount of time, you need to learn to uh, work smarter and not harder when harder is not an option. So I need to become more efficient in my conversations. And hmm. that, I think that's really going to be the key to growing my business. Okay. So let me, let me just make sure I'm clear on that. Cause I, I, I think I know where you're going with that. So in the point where you're in learning mode and you're learning the business and you're just all about contacts, you're going through and your goal is to make the contacts, maybe get an appointment. You're going on some listings that maybe you're not getting all of them now because you're not making as many appointments, your skills have caught up to where that's okay, but you have to be more efficient in each step. So you got to identify motivation you got to get the listings that you go on you got to get the follow-up and cut all that time down so then you can actually grow your business that you're doing is is that kind of what you're talking about you hit the nail on the head okay good hunter yeah so for me and i think um me and greg have had these conversations you know many times and um for me i think it's really slow down embrace what's happening and um, not take anything for granted, but of course, kind of just slow down, really observe my business and um, work on myself. I think that there's many, many things that I can work on as far as skill wise, as far as inside the business and um, communication wise. But I think the main thing, at least for me, to go to that next level is to work on myself and make sure that I'm 100% every day so that I can give 100% service every day. So make sure that, you know, that my body, my mind, um, everything's kind of intact and making sure that I'm able to show up ready and 100% ready to go. And of course, that's going to you know, lead to an increase in production, but also an increase in skills and increase in communication and just better energy all around for, for my clients. So work on myself. Awesome. Well, you And specifically on that, yeah, I'll, I'll be, yeah. this is kind of one of those things that I've, from a coaching relationship as your coach, I'm kind of like putting my foot down with you on this, right? Like we're having some firm conversations about this. And, and, and really what I'm uh, sharing with Hunter, because your work ethic is just, so, uh, just, it's amazing, right? It's like, whoa, dude, you, you, need to, you need to slow down a little bit, right? But what I'm really challenging you with is, unlike Anthony, I can see Anthony smiling over there, but I'm not going to challenge Anthony with this because he has no problem with this. Um, 
But with you, Hunter, what I'm just trying to challenge you with is, hey, have a little bit of fun. Every week I want you to do something that's fun, that's outside of work, right? Mm -hmm. Just to kind of like relax, to, you know, kind of like, um, you know, just uh, remove some stress and, and, and whatnot. So maybe you're not as intense. And then I know that when you come back into the business after having that fun for that day, I just know that you're going to even be way more powerful. So that, that's kind of like, you know, the portion of the dialogue. It's really like having fun. Like I, I mentioned to you an old coaching client that I had that I told him, I said, you're, if you're going to coach with me, then you've got to go surfing a couple days a week. If you're not surfing a couple days a week, then you're not going to be in my coaching program. And that's perfectly fine with me. And, um, but I identified, it, identified something in him that I knew if he could find that passion for surfing again and start to experience that passion outside, I knew it was going to translate to more passion inside of his business. So go ahead, Anthony. Um, yeah, I, I think that one of the, one of the things that I had, uh, I was, I was going to agree with Thomas is being more effective on the phone um, minimizing the, the amount of follow-up calls that I have to do because sometimes I'll get off a phone call and realize, man, I could have, could have dug a little bit deeper. I could have, you know, asked a, a few more better questions, um, just shorten the time between the, that phone call, the next phone call, or even set, be able to set an appointment at that point. Um, I think it comes down to, you know, just Placing myself in a position as a professional and, and, and telling myself that they want to have a conversation with me that I need to be able to help them out every time. And actually, another thing that you said, Greg, to me is, is be intentional when, when you're on the phone. And sometimes, you know, it, 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 uh, it'll be in the back of my mind, but I don't remember it. And I, I just go sometimes through the motion and I just have to remember to be focused uh, I, I like like Hunter. He's uber focused on you know his work and he's very disciplined. I think I'm a little bit of the opposite. I've been you know feel like I've been slacking off a little bit, and I just got got to get back into that grind mode and, and focus on what I'm doing every day. That way I can you know be more effective throughout the day and, and you know grow the business. Awesome. Good, Greg. What um what do you have written? I know you're taking notes. What uh. I'm taking all kinds of notes, you know, down here. Um, you know, what, I, what, what I'd like to kind of uh, talk about is the steps to getting where you are, just real quickly, like, like what are some of those steps? Like you got into the business, um, you, you decided to choose a company um, that had a lot of coaching and training and systems and whatnot. So obviously you that was a choice that you all made in your, on, on your own. That was something you all were seeking out. Um, the, the next thing you did is you guys really, really role-played and practiced your scripts. I mean, you had to get scripts certified before you could get on the phone. So you guys were really hammering in the scripts, learning the dialogues, what to say, when to say it, what questions to ask, handling objections. You guys did that. Then you got on the phones and you made a tremendous amount of, 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 of contacts. Well, with those contacts came appointments. Now, I, I don't know that we illustrated to the audience or shared with the audience that, and maybe they picked up on this, that just about all y'all's transactions are listing controlled transactions, correct? Correct. Yeah. So this is not buyers. This is agents that came into the business, self-generated their, their, their business and converted it all the way to listings and, 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 and sales. 
So you go in, you're making contacts, you're making these appointments. Now you're getting listings. What are some of the challenges that y'all are dealing with now? Some of the challenges you're dealing with right now. For me, definitely scheduling. And, and I've heard Greg bring this up and, and it's distractions, really. You know, trying to schedule things and then letting things distract me. Um, and of course, it's my fault. Um, but it's understanding, and I think that one thing to go on that would be prioritizing what's actually important. You know, for me being only six months in the business, it's very hard for me at this point to identify what actually is important and what's actually urgent or what can wait till a later time. So for me, you know, I get a phone call, an email, a text or anything, and I'm all obviously trying to put out that fire as quickly as I can. And it may not actually have to be taken care of the moment that I take care of it. There might be other important things that are actually more important and are going to help clients better and help me better as well. And so for me, I think it's identifying what's actually urgent and making sure that I have a schedule and a lot of time for that, taking care of those things. Yeah, good. And that's something you learn, right? Because it's hard to coach that, right? That's something that like, as these things come about, you have to kind of like ask yourself, is this urgent or is this something I can do at this time and whatnot to make sure I stay on my schedule? Um, what about you, Anthony? What are, um, what, what's your biggest challenge right now? Because, as as yeah, because see, we know, we know that y'all, Brendan mentioned y'all are in momentum. So obviously yeah. you guys are generating momentum, but we also know in the momentum phase, like in the phases of mastery in the momentum phase, there's some pitfalls. One's overwhelm and one's ego, you know, yeah. and it doesn't mean that you have to put something in one of those categories, but we know in momentum phase, there are challenges. And if we don't, if we don't come up with solutions to those challenges, then it's really hard to stabilize and break through to the next level. So what would you say your biggest challenge is right now? Um, I, I think it, it, it does happen to fall under the overwhelm category. The past couple of months, uh, I, I've had pendings, you know, not going under six pendings. I think the highest amount, I had like nine pendings. I had a couple fall through. I had, uh, you know, more paperwork to work on. I was, a lot, I was in contact a lot with the sellers um, and, and the closing coordinators more than I think I should have been. Um, and that's just me not uh, being able to spread out my time the right way as far as, you know, uh, giving a little bit of attention to that, but also focusing on generating more business because now I'm looking at myself and I'm like, man, uh, I have to really kickstart it back up again now that my pendings are dropping, but my business, my pipeline is kind of like diminished as well. But if yeah. I would have been able to find a balance during that or before, but that was the first time I experienced like a wave, uh, a, a big wave like that uh, as far as paperwork and managing my own stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a learning experience for the next time it happens. Just finding yeah. that balance. It's a sweet spot, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I would rather be learning these lessons because I have so many pendings than actually studying a book telling me what it will be like whenever I have so many pendings. You know, I'd rather have the pendings and learn than just be studying for the next so many years in, in anticipation that one day that'll happen. What about you, Thomas? What, what would you say is your biggest challenge? Right? That, that, these are all good stuff, you know? And I think it's very, this is all very relevant to our, our, our audience because I think agents are going through the same things. What about you, Thomas? Yeah, I think my biggest thing would fall under overwhelmed. And it's mainly, I just tell myself a lot of stories about my clients or the people who I'm talking to on the phone. And I really got to stop it because it's really hurting me. I'll just make up crazy stuff in my head that shouldn't be there. And I think that hurts me on my appointments, on my phone calls, on, on my day-to-day -day tasks. And Brendan knows all about that. 
yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're lucky. You're right by Brendan all the time. So you've got a, a heck of a coach and a mentor right beside you. Um, there was this one question I was going to, what was this one question I was going to ask? Shoot. Brendan, do you have one right now? Because I was just getting ready to ask one and then all of a sudden it went out yeah. of my mind. Yeah. That's one of the things, so you guys, you know, you're, you're, generation you're 20 to we'll just say 20 to 30 year olds get a lot of get a lot of flack for the millennial i don't even know if you guys fall thomas and hunter you may not even fall into millennial you might be beyond millennial before millennial but i was gonna um, say i think it's before that yeah yeah we're gen z gen z okay well you got 20 to 30 year olds right now yeah somebody's out there and they're thinking you know what i'm i'm the traditional path the college the getting a job I, i just it doesn't work for me, man. I see what these guys are doing. Maybe this is a possibility. If mm-hmm. that's somebody that you care about, that's a family member or a friend. What do you tell them? They say, you know, what do we, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think I'd be all right in this business? Do you think that I could succeed like you have in this business? What do you tell them about what it takes? Yeah. Yeah. I tell them, you know, and this is something I always think about because I do, care and and want to and care for people that would be in a similar position as I was. And I think it's what I would tell them is know what you're getting into and know and really look at yourself and think about, okay, if this gets really, really hard, because it will, you know, I don't think, I think that right now I'm probably going through one of the harder times in my business. And I'm sure that there's going to be many, many times that are going to be a lot harder than it is harder than it is now. Um, but really commit and say, okay, you know, no matter how hard this, this road gets, I know that I'm going to, to prosper and grow through it, but just accepting it and actually committing to yourself before you dive into this and being able to know that you're going to, you know, come through on the end and make sure that, that you're prepared for it. Really just be prepared. Yeah. Good. I would say, um, similar to what Hunter said, like you got to be prepared. And it's literally all, whatever you put into is what you're going to get out. And a lot of it is front, uh, in the beginning, it's all front heavy. You got to put all the work in beforehand to get to, to reap the rewards later. So it's a really important, anyone who's thinking about getting into it, that you're going to have to put a lot of time in on the forefront before you see any sort of result. That's a, that's a really good point because it, it, it is very front end loaded and you do have to, you have to put the investment in. I think that's the industry is one of those where, People can look at it and they go, well, I, I see what they do and their results and, you know, I can go do that. The problem is they're looking at somebody that's maybe been in the business five or 10 years. And as you guys right now probably came in, if you just watched on a daily basis, what Greg and I did and, and, and modeled that a year ago, what we do on a daily basis, you'd probably be out of the business because we don't do what you have to do in your first couple of years. We did that at some point in the past. So that's, I think yeah. that's a good distinction there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if somebody would, were to ask me, Hey man, do you think I could do it? I'll, I mean, honestly, I would say, man, if I could do it, you could do it. Um, coming from a person that, you know, was really unsure of himself. Uh, the thing that Thomas said is something to really keep in mind as far as future pacing somebody that way they, they just don't jump in and dive in, uh, just, quit everything. It's, it's kind of, it, it takes a little bit of thought, but it takes a lot of commitment as well. And it, it's about that follow through at the end of the day, because I mean, if you take the shot, you just have to follow through with it. Um, and Thomas, he said it, he hit it right on the head. I mean, you get what you put out, put, put into it. 
I feel like that's with any kind of job. I mean, if you have a, if you're given a field of, of, of you know, to, to crop and harvest and you don't plant or, or you do plant, but you don't water it, you don't take care of it, you're not going to see a lot of profitability. Um, I think it's the same with this business. I mean, the more time that you invest in yourself, your skills, the more time you invest in, you know, making those contacts, building the database, um, the more results you're going to get at the end of the day. Yeah, sure wasn't yeah. get rich quick for you, by no means. Hunter, <laughs> it sounds like you're back with Yeah, us. yeah. Um, the one thing I said, you know, just be patient. Um, I think that a lot of people, especially, you know, our age, 25 and under, <clears throat> in this day and age, we're looking for instant gratification. We're looking to get paid tomorrow. And um, a lot of people, it's so easy to get paid. You know, it's so easy to get paid and go out and find quick money. But a lot of people to build a business like we have and like we're doing, it takes a skill set, just patience, just knowing that, you know, put your head down, grind and know that you're going to get paid and have results, but it's going to be a little bit later than you, you might want. Work, work, work without any, any success coming and then know that it's going to be there down the road. So put in the time up front. One thing that I can say um, to all three of you is congratulations for Probably the um, what 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 when we look back and we look at this time, I, I would say you guys have built a foundation. You guys have not built. Um, now the audience is going to say, "Oh, guys, you guys got a good business." But between us, you know, and in, in, in our relationships, we're just getting started, right? Um, but what you've done is you have built a tremendous foundation for yourselves. Okay. And you guys have all done very similar activities. You're all experiencing very similar results, which is just like building a house, right? We could go in and we buy a lot, we clear the lot, we lay, we, we lay a foundation. You guys have laid a foundation, a foundation that is a solid foundation based on activities, habits, rituals, skills, like those are all the things that no matter what happens in the real estate market, no matter what happens in an economy, it'll be this foundation that you have laid for yourself that will determine your destiny. Now what we're doing is we're deciding together as individuals, because each three of you will have different goals and aspirations. But now that you've got the foundation, now we can start having fun and start building the structure. And, it, and, and you may want a five-bedroom house on the water with a pool. And Anthony may want a six-bedroom house, you know, with 10 acres. And Thomas may want a condo on the 10th floor looking over the oceanfront that's got 4,000 square feet. Who knows what you want to build when it comes to your business. But we're just now at the starting stage of building your business. All we've really been doing up to now is building your foundation. And I, I just want the audience to know, this was just one of the best examples that I've probably ever experienced on a recording, on a video like this, to illustrate what has to be done to build a solid foundation to build a career in real estate that is worth having. So congratulations, guys. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yep. Awesome. So I know that there's going to be people out there that want to um, be able to connect with you guys. I know that you are always open and looking for new role play partners and, and people to kind of, you know, bounce things off of. So uh, we're just going to go around the horn and wrap things up and just let uh, everybody know the best way to get a hold of you. 
Um, so if they want to reach out to you and try to set something up where you can kind of um, can kind of share experiences and, and um, get to know you a little bit better. So Thomas, how do, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, you can feel free to email me at uh, Thomas O'Malley, C21 at gmail.com. Be sure to talk to you more from there. Okay, awesome. Hunter? Yeah, same. You can email me, hbedinc21 at gmail.com, or you can also call my direct line at 843-503-9988. Okay. Awesome. Anthony, what you got? You got any way to get, get a hold of you? Yeah, man, I'm hard to get a hold of. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a Facebook. It's Anthony Velasquez. Uh, last name, it'll get you. It's a V E L A Z U E Z. That's a that's a that'll be the easiest. Just shoot me a a, a, a PM. Okay, awesome. And uh, for Greg and I, that's also the best way to get a hold of us: Facebook Messenger. And yeah. um, and again, guys, I, I will echo what Greg said. Um, really, really great uh, content here for everybody. And the challenge I'd have for you guys, I mean, you have you have about a everybody's got a ten plus year start on me from when I got on the business. Yeah. Looking at it from the outside, here would be my challenge. You, you guys are, you guys are in this for the long term. Hopefully we get to see what happens over the next 20 years with you guys. The end of 2019, take that income and maybe give yourself another 10% and live off that income that you made at the end of 2019 for the next five years. I promise you guys, if you do that, live off 2019 income through 2025, you guys are absolutely going to achieve more than you ever even thought possible. And and hopefully we're able to, to watch it happen for you guys. So again, thanks for hopping on and um, we'll talk soon.